0: Welcome to Women's Thrive Podcast. This is where you'll get to hear incredible stories of female entrepreneurs, business owners, women from all walks of life. Myself, Raymonda Jan, and my co-host Abigail will be interviewing incredible women, hearing inspiring stories of women from all around the world. I have no doubt that you will find something that will be life-changing for you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and join us for our future episodes. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Women Thrive podcast. My name is Abigail Rebecca. I am so excited to introduce you today to a very special lady, but first I'd love to introduce her. We're going to be talking today about stories, about crafting your story and about how to do that with grace and Elegance and fire. Okay. So, Bian Marie Anning is a certified business coach, consultant. She's an energy master healer and she's a flow enthusiast. I love this. She bridges the gap between science and woo woo. She's the founder of Moving River, the creatrix behind the river flow method, hosted the 52 weeks of flow podcast and has transformed countless lives through holistic coaching, empowering individuals to create success and redesign their lives fueled with passion and magic.
1: Welcome, Bia-Marie. Thank you so much. I loved how you said that. There was so much Mm, in there. (laughs) I love
0: your bio. I mean, magic is one of my favorite words. So, and I love, I really love Speaking with women who have really are bringing in the practicality and the magic and combining them together, and I know that you do that so beautifully. So I'm really
1: excited to speak to you today. Thank you so much. Yes, I love magic. I I'm just really excited about everyday magic, basically. And I think I I have no idea who said that, but some famous person said that there are two types of people: the first ones that see nothing as a miracle and then the ones that see everything as, as a miracle and i i'm definitely one of the people who sees everything as a miracle and a miracle is magic it's something that just happens and you have no idea how it how it happens but when you trace it back you made you took decisions you did stuff to actually make it happen and then there's also the outs- like also outside influences where it feels like everything shifted so that could happen for you. And that's the everyday magic that I'm talking about and that everyone can create in their lives when they just leave that little gap of not controlling everything. Because I mean, we're, we're really big on controlling everything when I want something, I'm going to do it, really masculine energy, I'm going to do it, I'm going to get it, and this is how I'm going to achieve it. And most of the time, we get we exactly walk that path and do what we need to do to get somewhere. But if we leave that little gap of magic in there, something can happen that is even bigger and greater and more magical than you can ever imagine. Yeah, I just get carried away with that. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, it's good. It's something that I say all the time. It just reminded me of that. I always say leave leave room for source magic. Mm-hmm. Leave room for source to flow through. Because it's very easy when you're planning things. Like for example, at Women Thrive, we're planning our um Spanish retreat, our retreat in Valencia as we are speaking. And is there's always this pull and this desire really to be like we need to do everything we need to create all these experiences for everyone and to really pack things in but actually the beauty of the transformation is when you give people space and you allow this space for the for the magic to flow in so yes you're you're in the doing and you're in the experience but then just leave that because you never know what's going to come up and it's really important to have that space for the flow to come in yeah. so I really love that you're you're talking about that because I think it's a great reminder for all of us you know just uh like that beautiful candle behind you light a candle and just let it breathe and flow in so you're all about the magic we're talking about stories today I'd really love to know about you Pierre-Marie what's your story why Do you
1: do what you do? What drives you? I've been an actress for 25 years, and I've always thought, this is me. This is what I need to do. I want to inspire people. I want to help them leave their everyday life for a little bit and, yeah, just see something else. And I just discovered this year, basically, why I became an actress. Because I was hiding Uh, When I was seven, like I was always about dancing and acting and singing, and I would do that around the house. And since I have two kids now, I know that at some point when both kids just get completely bonkers, the the energy is so high and the level of noise is so incredible that you just want to put on headphones, leave the room and just go. So when I was seven and I was doing that... My dad told me that I had a voice for the ballet. And at first, that seemed like a compliment, because I was dancing ballet, and I was doing all of this, and I thought, yes, yes, I do. But my subconscious took it as for what it was. He told me to shut up in his really humorous and unique way. And so consciously, I did not realize that, but it sank in and it sank really, really deep. And at some point, I remember that I wasn't able to voice my opinion anymore. I wasn't sure what my opinion was about things for a long time. And when I discovered acting, it was like a absolute release for me because I could voice opinions, not my own, but I could emotionally engage with characters outlive my emotions through basically other people and other stories. And I was lending my voice to directors who wanted to portray some, some kind of vision. And it was just when I stopped acting that I realized that where am I in this? When we're talking about being silenced, we always think about those big, big moments. For example, the Iranian women in Iran fighting for their right to speak, for their right to live the way they want to live, and they are being silenced. But on an everyday basis, women, kids, like people get silenced with little comments, unthought comments like that. It creates a ripple effect. It will trace into your whole life. It will be a part of every decision that you're making. And as I discovered that that was the root cause of my inability to voice my opinion, I really soul searched and asked myself, okay, who am I in this? What is my opinion? What are my values? And that's actually where I started. Because I think when you know your values, you know where you're going. And so I just, we're talking about stories. I believe that everybody has a story. It doesn't matter where you come from. If you had an awful childhood, if you had a great childhood, if you had whatever, if you think that you have a mediocre life or when you think that you are normal, that your voice matters, your story matters because no one on this planet is like you. No one has, ex- has the experiences that you have. No one has created the history that you have created already. So whatever your experience is, it is worthy. And it is necessary for all of us to grow and to learn and to elevate. I always think of humanity as this body. We are one body and we're all cells in this one body. And there are some cells who just act out all the time. (laughs) And then there are the ones who are helping the other cells, turning on the light in the other cells so that the whole body eventually lights up. I really hope that no matter where you are right now in your life, that you really appreciate where you are and don't look at the others. Don't look at social media. Don't look at, but that person has this and this, and this person already is there in their, sto- in their life, in their process. No, it's your process. It's your story. And I cannot stress this enough. You are the heart of your story. If you look outside, You're missing out on so much. You have the pen and the paper to write out your story. You are supposed to be the main actor, actress in your life. You're the director. You're the producer. You're everything on that set that is your life. So coming back to my story... When I transitioned from acting to coaching, because like I said before, I wanted to inspire people and I wanted to help them create a better life, not just escape their life, but create a better life if they wanted to. And as an actress, at some point I thought, I cannot do that with acting. I want to be in there. I want to be in the room with the people, not just on screen being watched, doing something. And that's when I transitioned to coaching. And it's so incredible when you are in a room with people and when you see them light up, when you see all of a sudden this, their, their, the glow in their eyes. And this is why I do what I do, because I can see the transformation in my coaching. And I can see the transformation when I speak and people are in the room with me, and they're just like, "Oh, yes." Sometimes they're also just sitting there like nodding, hmm hmm And then afterwards they come to me and we're like, "Oh my God, this is mind-blowing. This has helped me so much figure out why this and this is happening in my life right now." And yeah, so why I do what I do is because... I want to help everybody unclog their river because I believe, and this is what the river flow method is about, that our life is a river. A river can flow really gently, but all of a sudden there are big rocks in the river and the river gets really stirred up. And then there's like white water rafting and then there's a waterfall and then there's a dip and then the water goes all over the place. And if we take those rocks out of the river... And when we make sure that the riverbed is strong, it will guide the river beautifully where it needs to go. And even after a waterfall, after a traumatic experience coming, you know, see the parallels of life and the river, when there's a waterfall, the water has to find its way again. It has to collect itself again to go and flow. and. That's what we do after traumatic experiences. We collect ourselves together. We take the pieces, take some gold to glue the pieces back together. And then we move on. And yeah, I wish for everybody to experience like this really smooth flow where everything just falls into place how it's supposed to be. Beautiful, Bea marie Thank you for sharing. So much to unpack there. Yeah, thank you so much for letting me go with it. I, I don't know. It's Yeah, it just came. <laughs> when we're passionate about our work, it really
0: lights us up. You can feel it. It's not the words. It's, it comes from your heart. And you're talking about heart there when you're talking about your work and about sharing your story. And I can really feel that from you as you're speaking. I'm sure that our listeners will be able to feel that as well. One of the things that really resonated me, with me actually in that story is that little seed, that little seed of doubt that can so often be planted within us, especially when we're children, right? we was so impressionable. And that one probably throwaway jokey comment that was made to you when you were little planted a seed and I when you were talking I was thinking about it's almost like it's like a seed of a vine that is planted inside of us and it's so little and so minuscule and we don't even notice it and then the vine starts to grow and it grows and it grows and it goes up into our limbs and stops us moving forward and it goes into our throat and stops us speaking like constricts us and really when we can break free from that and we can break free from the shackles of the vine and, and really look at that again and rewrite our story, which I know that you've done so beautifully. It's transformational. And then in turn, we can help others through that flow. So lots of beautiful stories weaving through that. Your own personal story, the story of the river. I love how you explain so beautifully what you do. You spoke there about you are the part of your story. You mentioned about sometimes we can feel mediocre in what we do, or that our stories aren't good enough. Or this whole comparison game, isn't they? We were talking about it before we press record on this podcast. You know, we look at people in the public eye or public figures, maybe people that inspire us, and we listen to their stories and it, it can be a story of tragedy and, you know, like big, big sort of like roles that they're playing within life. And you're like, oh, hang on. No, just my story doesn't compare to that. How on earth can I share my story with the world? It's so mediocre. Or what I've done in my life is so mediocre. But you're talking about the fact that you are the heart of your story. You can't compare yourself to others. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I find that really fascinating and also really, really useful as well as a a core message to come out of
1: our podcast today. Yeah, of course, thank you for for bringing that back. Yeah, when we look at big public figures or speakers or people who have made a big impact in the world, Nobel Peace Prize winners, for example, a lot of them have those so-called star stories where they have slept with 20 siblings in one room, they had to pay for their school by themselves and had to work at the same time. And you think like, wow, they have overcome so much. They have come such a long way and look where they are right now. Now they're billionaires. Now they have this, now they've created this. And like you said, I cannot compare to that. Then who am I to even dare to trying to take up the same room or step into the same room as they are. And the thing is, it weighs on our self-worth when we think that way. And I believe that the age of star stories is over. I believe that everyone, like I said before, like you're the heart of your story. You need to find the golden nuggets in your story. And it doesn't need to be this big, tragic, traumatic event. And again, trauma doesn't need to be big. You know, when you have a physical trauma, it's just when you bump your finger. This is a physical trauma then already. We bump our fingers or bump our toes all the time and we think, oh, nothing. But this is what trauma could be. Like the seed that was planted in me when I was seven. I didn't think that was a trauma. But now, in hindsight, I know because it has evolved over time. It has come with me over 30 years. So when you look at your story, when you look at your life, where have been the speed bumps? Where has the learning been? Because this is what it is. It's not the trauma. It's not the... It's not the dark places that you have been to. It is the learning. How did you come out of it? How have you evolved? How have you changed? Maybe how has your heart grown? I know heartbreak is heartbreaking. It can be really, really hard to overcome it. I've lost my father three years ago and for a year I was not able to function. But it's not about that. It's not about telling the story of, oh, my God, I lost my father. Everything has, been, has went down the drain and I have been so miserable. No, it's the story about what happened to me. The learning that I took from it. The legacy that my father left with me and how I am evolving from it. When you're in the story, when you're sitting in your wound, it's really hard to see it. It's really hard to see the silver lining. It's really hard to see that there is a way out of it. But when you realize that you're sitting in your wound, our fellow speaker, Sarah Lloyd had, gave me that example. It was, it's such, such a brilliant example. You sit in your wound and you're just throwing with blood around you. That's what you do when you don't realize that you're sitting in your wound. But when you when you realize it and you get out of it and you start stitching your wound and then it starts healing and then you look at your wound and you say, okay, this is what I've learned from it. This is what I've come out of it. This is how I can move on from it. I will not make the same experience again to open up that wound again. But I know what that wound is telling me and I know what that scar is telling me. And you look at your scar and you can be thankful for it. For everything that it has shown you. And I know there are some very, very drastic experiences that most people were like, I have no idea how I could ever learn anything from this. But trust me, if you come out of the wound, you will see the learning. And I know that is really unfair that... We see the learning only when we came out of it. It should be, okay, I'm in it. This is really shit right now. Where's the learning? Okay, this is the learning. Okay, I'm getting out of it. That would be a nice way. (laughs) But we need to grow through it to actually receive. And this is another thing. Being in your heart, communicating from your heart also means receiving, receiving unconditionally what there is. And most of it, trust me, for some people, it might not seem that way. But most of it that is coming your way is good. If we want to rate it in bad or good. But everything, even the really, really seemingly bad stuff, is something that is for you. If you cannot see that life is happening for you, then at least believe that you can create the life that you want.
0: What did it take for you to heal your wounds around this? I'm really intrigued to know from your personal story, this comment that was made when you were a child. I'm, I'm kind of like assuming that there was a lot of healing to be done with your father around that, right? Are you happy to share with us like what personally what it took for you to be able to step out of that place and then step into
1: this empowered woman that you are today, sharing your story with the world? So the thing is, when when my father passed, I didn't know that that was the root of everything. So when I was mourning him, Now I know that I was also mourning a lot of chances to talk to him, to get in harmony again. And so, what I did was, after a year, I wrote him a letter where I said everything that I felt I didn't say, and I burned it. He loves to hike. And he loves to go, we, we call it forest bathing, where you just go in the forest and just lay, lay in the forest and just look up to the crowns of the trees. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I do that when I walk my dog in the forest then I just lay down and talk to him. And when I discovered that that was the root cause of a lot of my inability to voice my opinion or speak my truth. I had a really strong conversation with him. I could hear him laugh. I could hear him say, yeah, but that was just a stupid comment that I made back then. I was like, yeah, yeah, it was just a stupid comment. But did you know that you are my hero? My father was my hero. So everything he said was a big deal. And Over that discovery, I also discovered the concept of the father wound. We always talk about the mother wound, that there's something about when the mother didn't love their kids enough or blaming the mother. (laughs) But I discovered, especially for women, that daddy issues are not just a term. Daddy issues are not because your father didn't love you enough. My father loved me so much but he just couldn't express it. And so his wound became part of my wound. And healing that also and healing that with my clients has been a big thing for the past 2 years because almost every woman that I talk to has some kind of father wound where the self-worth is questions questioned where That's where the self-worth is built, basically. And our fathers play such a big role in that. So when you feel like you have self-worth issues, please look at the relationship with your dad.
0: I'm so glad that you shared that because it is such an important point. And I completely agree with you that I think the relationships with our fathers are often overlooked. And it really is very often the root of the self-worth I really relate to your story similar experience with my father and only really started to heal my relationship with my father when he passed he passed 10 years ago and we can still heal it's never too late my relationship with my father now is so much more stronger than when he was here on this earth right he's they're, they're with us, they're with us, with love and supporting us. And I can just imagine you like lying in the forest with your dogs and, 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 and doing the forest bathing and speaking to your father and just sharing that moment with him. It's so beautiful. Thank you for going there and really sharing it with us. Thank you. Thank you for
1: bringing me there.
0: <laughs> what would you say to any woman who is listening to us now that doesn't feel good enough, that feels mediocre or really wants to share her story but doesn't know where to start. She's maybe at that point at the river that you talk about that she's maybe like in a pool of water. She's like in a dam and she's stuck and she's like bouncing against the rocks and she's not really going
1: anywhere. What would you say to her? I could say a lot at that moment, and she probably had her, has heard a lot being in that place, but nothing really lands when you just need to listen. So I would give you an exercise, and that is to write a glow list. And what that means is gratitude leads to outstanding wins. And what I mean by that is write every achievement that you ever had on a list. Maybe take a, take a book or just take a simple scrap, simple paper and write it down. Write down where you have achieved something, where you have overcome something. For example, like my first memory of me overcoming something was when I was six and I had my first dance performance. I felt so sick to my stomach. I felt like throwing up. I did not want to go on that stage because it was this little solo dance in a nursing home to make old people cheer up and stuff. But I felt like I couldn't do it. And I wanted to call in sick, but I went out there and I danced and I could see all those people looking at me. and. Being so happy, I still felt like, shh, throwing up. In hindsight, I overcame that and I did it. And my stage fright from that moment on lessened. I wasn't that afraid to go on stage anymore. And so that was like my first. And then we build up like what's this year, the last 10 years, 20 years, whatever. Every little thing, every little achievement that you have ever achieved, birthing a child, quitting your job because you hated your job is an achievement. And sometimes even those moments where you're like, I got up this morning, this can also be an achievement right down the date where you felt like you couldn't, that you would, didn't want to get out of bed and then that you did get out of bed. That is an achievement. And every time you feel like you're hitting the rocks, that you're at this dam and you cannot go further, you look at that list and you read that list out loud to yourself. Because it's hard for ourselves to remind ourselves of what we have created already. Because we think, ah, that has been nothing. Or you could also give that list to somebody else For them to read it to you because for some reason we believe other people more than we believe ourselves. So write that list, write that glow list, give it to your friend, to your partner, to your child, to whoever who can read and they will read it out to you. Amazing. Thank you for sharing. I always say that
0: we carry our achievements in our aura. So when we can really embody that and really witness and, and appreciate what we've created, even the smaller things, even the things that seem really little and insignificant at the time, and we can carry that with us in everything that we
1: do. Thank you for being an incredible guest today. Thank you so much for having me. That was so much fun. If we want to find out more about you, where will we find you? Well, you can find me on my website, www.superwoman.coach, or you can find me on all socials. For example, Instagram is at moving underscore river. I also have a YouTube channel that is moving river. And yes, in December, I'm going to start a membership. So you can also hop onto that. That is fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bea Marie. Thank you so much, Abby, for being such an incredible host and asking the right questions. <laughs> and I loved also your sharing. Thank you also for sharing about your dad. You're welcome. I think it's really
0: important to share these things and have conversations, right, about it. And uh, yeah, it's, re- it's a really, really important Message, and I'm glad that we got to share it together today. And uh, thank you so much for listening, for watching. As always, would love your comments, your breakthroughs, like what came through for you today. How are you going to be able to share your story? Uh, what shifted for you today? What part of the river are you on? We'd love to know. We'd love to come and join you in that part of the river and uh, guide you through. Please make sure that you follow Bia Marie on socials and reach out to us anytime with questions. Until next time, have an amazing day and we'll see you all soon. Thank you for tuning in to Women Thrive Podcast. If you found today's episode empowering and inspiring, be sure to subscribe and follow us. Better yet, leave a review and share it with others. We're committed to bringing you more stories that will empower and inspire you on your own journey.
1: Until next time, keep listening, keep learning, and keep pursuing your dreams.